0: Podcasting from Inside the Stash. I'm Jenny. I'm Nicole, and this is Stash and Burr. Hello! Hello! <laughs> We're back after a long hiatus. Now with Ad and Matilda. Yay! <laughs> um, who's crawling?
1: Yeah. That is how old she is. Where does the time go? No and idea. watching football. Right.
0: <laughs> she should be... She's busy. She's going to be busy. The Seahawks are getting their butts kicked. So, <laughs> hi, Jenny. Hi. How's it going? Good. We um, appreciate some of the inquiries we've been receiving. We are still alive. We have full plans to continue our podcast, but some are really caught up. I think the last time we recorded was right before
1: I went to D.C. Yeah,
0: and then um, and I I've, went
1: back to work.: You went back to then, that's right.: And then you went back to work. And then I working. went back to
0: work, and I've had the first month of school that's just kicked my butt. It's been awesome. Like it's been a really productive time for me,
1: mm-hmm.
0: work-wise, but exhausting. But that's cool. I actually wanted to start by talking about my trip to DC. I don't think I really said that I was going. I I went um, to do a teaching institute at the Library of Congress, which was as awesome as it sounds. Um, (laughs) It really was. Some people probably saw the tweet that I posted. At one point, we went on this tour, and we went back in the stacks. And back into um, where they have all the old card catalogs. They don't add to the card catalogs anymore, but they still have all the old cards. Mm-hmm. And I like ran over to the K's and the subjects and looked for knitting and took some pictures of like uh, knitting without the card for oh, knitting without tears and yeah, <laughs> things like that. Yeah, I saw that. So um, that was like how I worked knitting into my Library of Congress experience. But um, did you go to any knitting stores? I did. I I conveniently but inadvertently um, booked us into an Airbnb around the corner from a a newish yarn store called the Knitting Loft, Hmm. which, um, was, or maybe still is a client of Jocelyn Grayson's Knit Ventures. And, um, I just, I saw it on the map after, I think even after we had gone there, I was like, Oh, wait a minute, this yarn store's around the corner and it was open one day. So I stopped in there. I did a quick look, um, it's small store. It's very community-oriented. Um, there's a great, if you go to their website, there's a great story that's on the local morning news that sort of links the store with a farm that's in Virginia where they're getting some of their uh, product from. And I talked to the owner, who's very welcoming. I, I want to say that her name is Cheryl, but I can't remember. And I did, because I wanted to honor visiting this Yarn store, I did buy uh, one skein of yarn. I bought a skein of Riveting Worsted, and it's a recycled cotton. I believe it's made from denim. And so the colors, it's very much like second-time cotton.
1: Okay.
0: Um, And I bought, like, a nice tealy green to make more washcloths since I kind of emptied out my washcloth uh, yarns uh, earlier in the summer. So I haven't done anything with that. But, yeah, I did go to one yarn store I didn't do a lot of knitting. I did some. I worked on um my Winter is Coming shawl. It's um it's a uh what's it called? That show Game,
1: Game of, of Thrones,
0: Thrones. <laughs> inspired shawl that I kn- I knit for my coworker who is into, into the Game, Game of Thrones. Thrones. Yeah. So <laughs> um so I um That is the one thing, one of the two things I've finished in the last two and a half months. I finished that, and then I made another Rebecca Danger monster, Gort the gym bag monster. And I made that and doubled up Shellridge Farms. Um...
1: The the Nordic Memories yarn. I'm just (laughs) trying to cannibalize that Nordic (laughs) Memories yarn.
0: Like, it's just not, you know, how many years ago did I buy that? I don't
1: know. God, I think we talked about that in, like, 2005. I seriously might have gotten that the first
0: year we were recording. It may have been, like, 2007 when I bought it. So, the blue and the green. It's super cute, though. And, its I mean, it's kind of big. It's one of the bigger ones that I've made. So, um, he's really cute. And the recipient is one of Adrian's really good friends, and he has decided it's a frog. I can see it's green, blue, there's an aquatic. He's pretty cute. So, I will continue to make those Rebecca Danger monsters as long as there's a supply desire for him. Those are really cute. So, what what have you been up to for the last two
1: and a half months? God. Um, well, for a while I was stuck on moss-stitched washcloths, which lasted right. for a long time. It but did. I have a bunch of them now. And then I moved on to the Waffles blanket from Nine Months of Knitting. Mm-hmm. And so I made one out of Blue Sky Cotton, out of Nicole's brown. <laughs> that's what we'll call it. And, uh... And then I started another one with my scraps, but realized that I don't have enough to actually make a complete blanket. Just kind of a bummer. Uh, that's why like, you
0: were contemplating buying a hundred dollars yeah, worth. Yeah. Well, how many? How much did that blanket
1: may, need? Um, I think like two and a half. Mm-hmm. And um. So, and so then I started 100... a third waffles. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like I'm a, a theme. I I yeah I ha- I'm like a. Record that skips every like <laughs> every pattern. I get stuck on a pattern, so now I have another waffles blanket that I'm knitting out of Elsa wool, left over from mm. my uh, Portland pullover.
0: I am. Um, I love that waffle stitch. I It is very, it's simple enough but interesting, and it's just beautiful. And it, it's very it, handsome. It's looking. very handsome, and it's the texture is so comforting. Yeah, it's. Yeah, there's something about it, it's just, because it's three levels essentially, right? There's the pearl divot from the rib, and then there's the knit, which is slightly higher than the pearl, and then there's the pearl ridge row, so you get this, a real sense of depth Mm -hmm. with it, which I I like. Um,
1: I am a fan. Clearly. Love it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I always think about making that uh, cowl, it's a waffle rib cowl. I've made it once before. Oh, uh, I got stuck on that Thermos. pattern, too. Thermos, right? I think I made, like, two of those, or right. two or three. Um, so, a hat that's similar, it's not quite, for some reason, I Maybe remember Stoffers
1: has a Waffles hat. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. I, re- I, I It's in my queue. I'm going to make that at some <laughs> point. Once I get off the blanket. Blanket. Although oh, I did buy yarn to make um, the I Heart Rainbows from Nine Months of Knitting,
0: so I need to look that up because uh, it's a tin
1: can knits book.
0: Yes, you have a little tin can knits. I have a thing
1: crush on, on them, um, <laughs> and I bought the yarn from Ladybug Knits on Etsy, and she's great because she has these like heel toe. Um, small amounts of sock yarn you can buy Mm -hmm. in a rainbow and I was like
0: perfect Perfect.
1: and I had her dye um, a bunch of denim oh that's cute to make the main color and uh, I'm going to make the toddler size because I figured that's how big Matilda will be by the time I finish it it. (laughs) (laughs) oh god um Oh, and this hat, the hat I made is from Nine Months of Knitting, too.
0: You it's, made, and what is
1: that hat? It's the, um, what's it called again?
0: Uh, it's like this, oh, oh, it's the one that's pictured with the Gramps cardigan? Yeah.
1: It's, um, Hunter, Hunter, Hunter. Hunter. Yeah, this is a
0: this is a good collection for anybody who's looking to knit for babies because you've knit three patterns. You knit yeah. the waffles. You're, well, you're going to. You yeah. got uh, this. The Grams cardigan is also super adorable. Cute. And there's uh, that, I like that blanket pattern. Yeah, it's the pretty. dogwood.
1: The one thing that I probably would not make from this is just the the knit toys for some reason. Mm-hmm. I think it's the colors. I'm not attracted. I mean, it's a cool idea because you can, like, make a mobile, a knitted mobile out Mm -hmm. of these sea creatures, Mm -hmm. but for some reason... It just doesn't appeal to you. Yeah, the creatures themselves are not appealing to me.
0: It's funny, I never understood the whole safety eye thing until I got safety eyes. Uh I really thought, how could they be any more safe than buttons, but... Um have you used them? No. They're crazy. So there's this post that is ridged like a screw, right? Uh-huh. And then you push down like two washers essentially on it. They do not move. Like I'm like, "Oh, okay. This is why you use safety <laughs> eyes with babies. This is not coming off at all." And not that I ever am that scared about buttons, but right. I could see why they how they are safety, safer than that. Right. Um so in the realm of baby knitting, I had started uh with a knitting a um, Molly hat, mm-hmm. uh, which is a hat I knit a couple of years ago. It's a free pattern, and it was really cute. I knit it in uh, Malabrigo Rios in a really pretty colorway with blues, like a dark blue. And I have these two skeins of Rios and Comparacita that my intention had always been to make some sort of infinity cowl, like some doubled-up, big red black and pink scarf of doom it's not even that much pink it's really mm-hmm. red and black and i never did it i never did it and i was like fine i'm just gonna knit another molly because i know it's great for this yarn and i did it as in pattern and i should actually look at my at my um notes about this because when i knit it at two pattern it was just too big like even for a big head person i think it would have felt loose hmm Um, And I wonder if the other one was too big as well, and I just didn't pay as much attention. So, as I was knitting it, I thought, this is too big for a head. Maybe I could use this as a body for a baby sweater. Mm -hmm. So I knit it to the length that it would be a baby sweater, and then I just realized I had to think too much to figure out, like, how many stitches do I leave under the arm? How many stitches do I cast on to knit the sleeves? What if the skeins are different enough that you're going to be able to tell that the sleeves and the body or in the yoke are the different, all different from a different skein yarn? And I just, like, I stopped doing any of this. So I started this in early September and probably mid September. I just gave up. And I started taking with me on my commute, um, well, I started reading some, but I also started hand hemming things uh-huh. so I could do in the, um, like, a blind right. hem. Right. And, um, I just really pretty much stopped knitting. So were
1: you were they like pants or like handkerchiefs? Or? Um
0: a skirt. So um, I had bought a skirt at a um like a sidewalk sale mm-hmm. this summer that from this like hipster vintage store mm-hmm. that was five dollars. It's really cool fabric. It's red fabric with this black um kind of abstract design. And um, I thought, oh, this must be some designer thing because there was a name inside, like, yeah, like on the pattern, mm-hmm. but on, only on the inside of it, on the waistband. So, like, it had been on the selvage. And then I realized when I pulled it out that it was actually a handmade skirt, which is why they couldn't sell it for oh, a lot of money. Because like, right. everything they sell for a lot of money, like some nineteen yeah. seventies Calvin Klein, right? So, um, but it had already been hemmed about five inches and I hemmed, hemmed it another six inches. Wow. So it had been all like, I think it had been like a ankle length skirt on somebody at some point. And now it's uh, just above my knees. So it is because it's the red and the black. I felt like doing a stitch line was going to be more obvious. And it, I wanted a deep hem yeah, with a, a, sh- a shorter hem. I don't mind doing the stitching all the way around. All right. Um, but with a deep hem, I feel like the invisible hem is the way to go. Um, it looks good.
1: Really... So did you iron it and then, yeah.
0: So yeah, I measured, I ironed, and, I, and actually the original skirt had been a little bit longer in the back, just a tiny bit, I think, uh-huh. to compensate for the back curve, which right. is great. So I just chose a number, which is, I think, it's like five and, a, some five and three quarters, and I measured that all the way around and just chalked it mm-hmm. and then ironed along the chalk line and then uh, turned it under a little bit and then sewed it. I think I turned it over by, like, two inches, so it's a three-inch hem. Nice. So if I ever want to make it longer, I guess I could, although it's not like I'm going to get any taller, so <laughs> I can't imagine that that's going to be necessary. I did also, someone um, emailed me just this morning about the skirt that I made to go with the Aislinn cardigan, mm-hmm. and I don't have... Actually, there's one photograph on my Flickr feed of me at the Library of Congress. You commented yeah. on it where I'm wearing the skirt, although the skirt's kind of like it had shifted, so it like is kind of a little sideways on me, which I hadn't noticed when I took the photo. So you can see it. I will link to that photo, but I need to do like a proper photo shoot with the sweater and the skirt. Um, so that was the it was this birdcage fabric that's a vintage so skirt, cute. and um, it really turned out really cute, and I lined it, and I can't remember if when we talked last, I think I had realized I didn't have enough to make the lining, I had to go out and buy new, more fabric to make the lining, but I'm really proud of having lined the skirt, I think it's, it turned out great, and I had been so nervous about it, because I couldn't really wrap my head around the fact that you would just make something the exact same size, and it would fit inside, Right. I think I thought it had to be smaller, but mm-hmm. it worked out great, I am um, I do Feel like my skirt block still is not quite right Perfect. yeah it's and it's both of the skirts i made from that pattern still are big in my waist and i feel like i kept compensating and making it like having negative ease and i don't know if the fabric is stretching or hmm. i'm just not doing something quite right but it doesn't sit exactly where i want it and possibly part of that is i'm getting more comfortable with putting skirts up at my natural waist uh-huh
1: so you're moving, kind of yeah, it's kind a, of moving, a moving target.
0: It is kind of a moving target. I'm so used to, for the last, I don't know, 15 years, wearing everything low-waisted. And with pants, I think I would still go that way. But with a skirt, I feel like there's a line that gets created at the natural waist that's nice. Uh-huh. I don't know. I'm probably going to end up wearing some high-waisted mm-hmm. pants with a fold-over top like it's 1991 all over again.
1: Do it. You're going to see me
0: in acid-wash jeans before you know it. <laughs> um... So I have been doing some sewing. If I haven't been knitting, um, I made eight Montessori style aprons for Adrian's preschool, which nice. is great because I um, had taken the fabric from the preschool teacher a year ago, mm-hmm. and it's just been sitting in my room. And when I actually my sewing room, and when I actually laid it out, it was so much fabric. It was just like this huge. It was three and a half yards, but it's upholstery width. Wow! So I was able to make back them and, and so i got 15 apron shapes i had to back one in a different fabric but um it meant i had eight um fo's towards my uh, <laughs> towards my sewing calls
1: excellent
0: <laughs> um and i'm trying to think if i've sewn anything else i finished another wixton which i think i'm done with i think the wixton is a little too a-line really yeah, I think right now, like this Wixton that I made, I did a split back. Uh-huh. Um, to kind of give it more space and it just it makes me feel big when I wear it.
1: I love your Wixton out of that Jamie Carroll drop.
0: That. that one I will always wear. Love I get that. tons of compliments on that every time I wear it. Yeah. Um But I don't know, this one maybe doing the split back was a mistake because it gives it more too much of an A line. Okay. Um I think also I need to remember to bring the hemlines of shirts up closer to my hip, like right. my high hip right. as opposed to my low hip. Right. Just for what I want to accentuate versus what I don't want to accentuate. Right. So, um, yeah. So obviously I switched into that sewing mode and we'll see what it takes to get me back into the knitting mode. It might just be like six months on, six months off kind of thing. Right. Um, that said, there's a lot, That means there's been a lot of time for patterns to come out for us to uh, yeah. get intrigued over. and I mean, uh, there
1: have been so many that I don't think I've seen everything. Oh, absolutely not. I mean, it's crazy.
0: So, Jenny, um, I didn't even see this. Jenny pointed out the new Wool People.
1: It's Brooklyn Tweed Fall. Oh, it's not? Is this 13. not Wool People? Oh. It's different from the Wool People. Like, there are two different no. things. On, I don't know why but they are um hmm so yeah weird but um anyway the fall 13 collection for for shelter is so great um I mean it's everything that you would that I'm obsessed with lots of cables and Mm -hmm. texture
2: Mm -hmm.
1: um but the thing that I kind of really want to make now is Stonecutter. It's a pattern by Michelle Wang. Um, yeah,
0: Michelle, st- I think...
1: Cable pullover.
0: Well, she's been designing a lot for
1: yeah, both she, of his yeah.
0: publications. Now, it looks in the photograph as if they're shaping. Do you think there actually is shaping, or is it just the way it's styled and that
1: I image? think it might be the cable pattern at the bottom that draws mm. it in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: yeah, wow, that is elaborate.
1: Yeah, that really is. I mean, it's a really giant, giant cable motif in the middle. Mm-hmm. Which,
0: but there's also a cable awesome. motifs that run at the side. Yeah, that are diagonal. that kind of come out of a ribbing in the bottom. Yep, and it looks like then with a diagonal cable across that ribbing.
1: It's kind of like the Urban Aaron. With the side, Mm -hmm. the cables creating these diagonal lines. Mm -hmm. Only it's just one diagonal line up from the bottom. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, it seems like a a more... That's funny, because isn't he the one who made that urban... The manly urban Aaron. The famous urban Aaron. The reason we all ran out and got that... (laughs) Bought enough yarn
1: for urban Mm Aaron and then never made it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. That happened to me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh. Let's see. The pattern that i really loved on this uh from this collection is uh
1: bray yeah and it is like too where's here it is There it is it is uh so nice slightly it's uh, there's gotta be a better
0: word than cropped because it's not cropped it's a high hip length uh
1: cabled sweater it's like a nice fitted woman's cabled Mm -hmm. pullover with like lace pattern insets um, yeah, which I really like
0: that idea. Um, I'm trying to find a good, and a slightly wider neckline, which I appreciate. Right. And, um.
1: Yeah, crew necks do not look good on me.
0: No, it's a slightly lower, or just like a slightly bigger neckline. Mm-hmm. And, um, there are the cables, and they look Fairly straightforward. The horseshoe—it's ca- all horseshoe cable, mm-hmm. but one of them is smaller. Is smaller, and then they have lace separating each motif. And oh, and the saddle shoulder, right. which I think is could be interesting. Yeah, um, it's knit um, in shelter. But uh, Jenny and I were talking about this collection. She's talking about wanting to knit all of these sweaters in Elsa wool. <laughs> I wonder if Elsa wool would be too thick.
1: What kind of gauge do you do you get on Elsa? Um, I mean. I think you can get a, a I think you can get anywhere from 16 to 18. Okay. Unless so it requires 18, yeah. this uh, shelter. I even feel like
0: shelter, I would have a hard time getting 18. I just had to get a, bi- a bigger gauge. Um, But if I used a slightly lighter worsted, I think an 18 right. would work for me. Right. I mean, not a cascade, like something between a cascade and a Elsa wall. I don't know. I I was shocked when I, uh, because it wouldn't require that much yarn for me,
1: mm-hmm.
0: probably around a thousand mm-hmm. yards, but I did not have a thousand yards of... That's crazy! Of worser weight yarn in my stash. I wonder if I could, no, I know I can't do it in DK, in the short <laughs> forest DK. <laughs> I know I can't because I get more like 22 or 23,
1: so that's like in the opposite direction. And you don't have any Miss Babs left.
0: No, but Miss Babs would be the choice. Even, it would be, no. mm, I get 20 okay. on Miss Babs. I know, it almost is, but not quite. Um, but I do have two skeins of the white Elsa Wool Cormo, mm-hmm. and that might be, I should just swatch it mm-hmm. and see. Um, because that's, I think two skeins is almost 500 yards. Right. So um, I would just need two more. I wonder if there would be a big shift if I, because it was the white, I wonder how different it would be. Hmm. I get two more. But I love this color that you, the natural color that yeah, you're using. Gray. The dark gray. Mm. Oh, I have so many other things to knit. I can't
1: think about getting new yarn. I know. But I, all I want to do is buy new yarn. <laughs> I don't know why. I think it's because I got rid of so much yarn. Uh, a friend of mine created a vacuum. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's right. There's a hole in your stash where your yarn used to be. <laughs> A friend of mine um, who does know how to knit but hasn't knit in a while was complaining about having to spend so much time at sports practices with her boys. And I was like, you need to get back to knitting. And she's like, oh, I have to find my needles and I have to go buy yarn. I'm like, I will find yarn for you you I, I will get there's got to be yarn I can give to you and you can just start knitting and she's like who am I going to knit for and she's the friend who we were I was knitting wow. hats for her Lots of roadblocks yeah she's setting up <laughs> obstacles for herself I'm like who cares <laughs> just start like you'll feel so much better that you're doing something productive and not right. just like checking your phone every five minutes right you know and and she doesn't even like baseball this is the thing her boys got really into baseball she's like I hate baseball it's Aww. so boring <laughs> So, um, so my thinking is, if I can offload some yarn to her, then that creates a hole in my stash right. where yarn used to be. <laughs> <laughs> and Erin um, B. was talking about coming to Stitches, and I was like, what if I just continue not buying yarn until Stitches? I think that's totally possible, and then make Stitches possible this year. We'll see. I
1: don't know if I can go. <laughs> That vacuum effect might just be disastrous at stitches.
0: <laughs> Alma, come on, you can't keep Alma from going to stitches two years in a row. Or did she go last year? I
1: think with, she went with Emma, with Emma and Francis. And Emma was um, she's need, buying fiber. They need oh, company. Oh, which reminds me, I have to show you oh, the yarn. that's right. Emma spun me for my birthday.
0: So for uh, so Jenny uh, gave her wheel. When did you take that to them?
1: Um, just oh my recently. goodness, this was on the old wheel. She's
0: old spun this wheel, wheel. Oh, the because you gave her the original wheel, yeah. the one that yeah. you got from um, Anne. From Anne. Yeah. Wow. Oh, she even like marked the yardage on it. So is this fiber that you had given her? Yeah. Oh, this is beautiful. I'm gonna give my fiber to spin me some yarn.
1: <laughs> she could totally like work on commission.
0: <laughs> totally. Um. I tell you once about looking at somebody? I, w- I would have to track this down. I don't even know how I came across this woman on Ravelry. But basically, she knits on commission, and what she takes as payment is yarn. So she, what she does is you tell her what you want knit, and you send her the yarn to knit it. Uh-huh. And then you also send her yarn from your stash. Wow. So it's like a double stash now. Like You're like, oh, I need you to knit these three hats for me. And in exchange, you give her... I don't know what the rate of exchange was, you know, the equivalent Uh amount of yarn that she could just have from your stash. And I think she can, like, she wants to be able to pick from your stash and you can say no or yes or, but I don't know if she knits socks. I really should like, I should really (laughs) consider it for sock knitting. (laughs) Like she could knit me some socks and take some sock yarn and we'd be all good.
1: Right. Wow. Wow.
0: yeah, then that oh. got me thinking about how Adrian wants me. She must knit constantly, right? Yeah, I can't remember. She has some situation where I think she's home with kids, um, and just has like you know moments where she can pick up her knitting and put it back down, Wow. and doesn't really have the budget to buy yarn. Mm-hmm. But this is the—I mean, it's—it's it's a really, I think, labor-intensive, yeah, um, cottage industry, but right, a good way. I mean, if you. It's a way to get Yeah. And a variety of yarns too. You can get yeah. yarns from people from all I wonder over. if
1: there are like certain things that she doesn't knit. Like I wish if I you can remember more about if it. If you I, sent her like a crazy fair isle sweater, <laughs> she'd be like, uh, sorry. I can't do
0: that. <laughs> yeah, I wish yeah, I wish I had written I'll see if I can seek her out. I can't even remember how I came across her. But I remember thinking, this is brilliant and intense. Like, because yeah. you're always on some sort of deadline. Yeah. But I imagine you just take on one commission at a time. And right. then you, like, have some sort of calendar system for yourself.
1: Right. Like any business, right? So there's no... So you don't actually pay her? I don't think it's so. It's just by yarn? It's by yarn. Wow. And she had a rate of
0: exchange.
1: Huh.
0: And maybe if someone's listening and they know who this woman is, uh, or if she's listening, she can tell us because it was really... um it, it, yeah, like I said, it was interesting. So this, the Emma Spunyard, back to that for a second. This, so there's like a brown, steely brown and gray. Um, 110 yards of that. It's sort of thick and thin, but mostly I would say like a Aran? Yeah. To. Yeah. Um, and then this mauve to gray, almost like a gradient. And this beautiful like sea greens god good job emma yay yes um so we were sent a copy of a new book from cooperative press and we actually we have a copy for a giveaway of uh, one of their new titles uh cascadia it's a book that focuses on knitters and designers in the pacific northwest and it's a neat book uh, because it not just it doesn't just have patterns, but they also interview the designers and um, features people who create yarn or in the yarn scene of the mm-hmm. Pacific Northwest, which largely is British Columbia. But I want to say that it's you know people in the Cascade Mountain Range. Um, and I love pretty much like all of the patterns in this yeah. collection.
1: They're really good collection. Are
0: Eleven patterns. Um, I would say my. Favorite. Mm-hmm. My favorite pattern. I love... Hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to pick a favorite. <laughs> so oh, let's just... I'll stay... Started. There's one, two, three, four, five, six sweater patterns out of the 11. A sock pattern, uh, two hats, and a shawl and a scarf. And um, I I really like the sea glass pullover, that, which is a... Dolman style um, short sleeve pattern with a scroll lacework, which I think you can add beads to. I probably would not, but it does look like it. it's beads. I, I know that the boxy sweater is very popular, mm-hmm. and um, I don't... I think for me to wear a boxy s- it's sweater... It's got
1: to be cropped a little bit.
0: And it would have to have a pattern on it. Right. Because... I think when you just have a big swath of stockinette mm-hmm. or, like, color blocking, that would just accentuate, like, stockiness for me. I would feel mm. like it would make me feel whiter and shorter. But what I like is that the lace pattern add, probably could add a little shaping. And it's a super wash chunky, which I think makes it have a little more drape. Right. Um, chunky yarn. I hadn't noticed that it was a chunky yarn. I'm a little mixed about that. Um I really like Britannia. I really like Britannia as well, which is a... Tin can knits. Tin can knits, long sleeve, pullover, boat neck with a cable, a pattern, a panel in the center, and diagonal lace on the side. And it's a boat neck, mm-hmm. which I like. Knit and DK weight
1: yarn. I also like how their knits are always... You can make a baby size up and an a, adult size.
0: Up to a 4XL. Like That's not messing around. Yeah. Right? Like That is a lot of options there. Um, I'm not a big lover of knitting scarves, but I do love the Red Cedar Scarf, which is um, also by Tan Can Knits. Mm. Again, um, a textured lace pattern. It looks like a big, snuggly... Yeah. Blankety kind of scarf. It is I I don't know what the finish size is you have a width up to twenty inches and a length up to ninety two inches. That's wow. what they write it for. Obviously you don't have to do it that big, but the that width is really lovely. I love the Heather hat by Amanda Milne. Um, which has texture again, texture clearly a theme for me. Um like Jenny and cables
1: and, me and texture, I like the Raven's Nest shawl, it's so uh, pretty. this actually is a
0: cable, not just texture. Huh. Like a lace cable the Ravenswood shawl is that the Judy Marple's yeah, Our friend Judy Marples It is.
1: stocking it with like the border pattern with little nubbins on the edge.
0: I love Judy's patterns,
1: um,
0: and I actually like the Courtenay sweater. Or maybe it's just supposed to be Courtney. It's a little long for me. I would again. I'd have to shorten that. But oh, I
1: like that sweater a lot. It's too. A,
0: a wide boat neck, stockinette, but with like a, pockets. So yeah, a pockets and just a little <laughs> bit of um, open work at the front on the top and on the pockets. <laughs> just um, eyelets, eyelets. Or... That's what it would be yeah. with a slightly belled sleeve. It's it's really neat and it is that's knit in a worsted weight yarn um sweet georgia seems to be in a lot of oh and actually the eyelet pattern is on the sleeves so i I could see myself knitting this making a few changes probably maybe shortening the sleeves and the
1: body but keeping the pockets and the eyelets i like this i i didn't like this one at first the Mm -hmm. wickenish, wiccanish wiccanish it's a pullover i'm um, kind of a yeah, with like blower. a shawl collar. Um and I think that the reason I was kind of put off by it at first was the variegation. Yeah,
0: I think that's that but I'm having a hard time. In seeing a it.
1: solid, this would be really, really awesome, I think.
0: I think it's a nice I love basic... the shoulder detail. What is the shoulder detail? It's um in the back?
1: It's a. Uh... English Tailored Shoulders.
0: Oh, I like that. So it's the the front just goes to all the way. The shoulders go over to the back, and then there's, like, a seaming? I, I don't know what the, it is. Yeah, I wonder how that's constructed. But yeah. I like the way it looks. I like the way it looks, too. It's It's got a nice tailored look to it. It's
1: very handsome.
0: I think you're right, though. I think that the sweater needs to be in a, a more solid color. I, yeah, for me, I would. And I think for most men... Again, it's a huge dare. It's a rare man
1: that can it rock to, the variegation. That
0: wants to pull off the very variegated very yarn in a sweater. Um, yeah, so all like I think eleven. The other designers are Jane Richmond. She has a sweater in there. It's so Jane Richmond, like the sweater. Like if you didn't know you would be like, oh, is that a Jane Richmond sweater? (laughs) Um, That's a textured pattern with uh, just a shawl collar up at top. It doesn't go all the way down the fronts.
1: Yeah, Um, it has kind of a period feel. mm -hmm. Um,
0: The socks are tin can knits uh, socks, which we just don't talk about socks because neither of us really knit them. (laughs) I like the other hat, the Tidal Flats hat, Mm -hmm. which is a slouchy hat with an oversized cable and um, reverse stockinette. And the other, so the Wiccan Ninish sweater is by Holly Yo, And she has a sweet um, lace button cardigan uh, called Wake that I think... Um, the
1: vine lace pattern.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, very, um, it, it reminds me of um, the Acer cardigan in some mm-hmm. ways. Just sort of that shape with a set-in sleeve. So all of them, all 11 patterns are really lovely. And um, I think we'll just do a straight giveaway. I'll start a thread in our group if you are interested in Cascadia. Actually, why don't you just say which pattern you are most excited to knit. and um, What you're going to knit it out of. Ooh, what you're going to knit it out of. And if it's already in your stash. And nobody, (laughs) you don't get preference. I'm just curious. That's just polling on my part. Um, um, So, And if you have a a weight worth of, uh, wait. A sweater's worth of worst of weight uh, yarn in your sweater, then you can just uh lord that over me <laughs> um, so um I will probably get this up uh, around October first, so I'll say, yeah let's see, I have a day off I have some time off in the middle of October. let's say october is fifteenth like eighteenth I'll close that thread, so I'll give people a couple of weeks um or I'll say in the thread what day I'm closing it once I can also look at a calendar. <laughs> so thank you to Cooperative Press. They've actually become a really good friend of the podcast. We will probably be reviewing some of their titles in the future. And they have many of them. Um, so if you're interested in what else they have to offer, check out their website. Um did you want to talk anything about the new interweave? Because I was going to just mention a couple of patterns that oh. have come onto my radar, but you had said something about the new interweave, um, and then a couple of them had grabbed your attention.
1: I just remember liking the issue a lot. I... And is this the first issue edited by Lisa Schroyer? I want to say yes, but I'm not keeping track of these things super closely, mm-hmm. so I could be wrong. That's true. I know,
0: <laughs> I know that it got announced over the summer that there was a yeah. a switch in... Uh, editorial leadership but I don't know
1: how um when that took place but I I remember being a really nice issue um oh there we go here we go I love this Bryn Mawr dress Mm -hmm. but I I I can't commit to that Mm -hmm. um but really nice.
0: So I'm curious about the Barnard Raglan and the filter pullover. So this is an Angela Hahn. A says A
1: line. Is that in Duchess?
0: It looks like Duchess, doesn't it? Yeah. In Mantosh, Duchess. Boat
1: neck. It's with like, is that cable? No, it's lace.
0: Is it? Yeah. It's yes, lace. it's lace that makes like a faux cable. Yeah. Does it, oh, no, it doesn't have pockets. It's just the way it looks over here. Yeah, so there's a pocket. Yeah. And this, what is this? Filtered pullover by Amanda, Amanda Bell. Bell. It's like a sideways drop stitch. Oh. Yeah. Oh, mm, that's intriguing. This is one of those process knits where I'm like, I
1: would want to knit this, but would I want to wear it? <laughs> I am. Um, I've been seeing this shape a lot with the... It kind of goes up in the front this is a and Joan goes of down really low in the back. Mm-hmm. I don't that's know like, if that would look good on me, but that's I've the, been seeing like, it a lot.
0: A style that I think comes from Ready to Wear. I've seen, a, uh, like in the last year or so, mm-hmm. a lot of the high and front, low and back skirts. Mm-hmm. So it, it borrows from that silhouette.
1: What about the prism? I love that Nexus cowl.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The Prisma dolmen. I think there is a whole section on dropping stitches, mm. so this has like oh, yeah. a. yeah, is that also side shape? also sideways yeah. knit?
0: by Mercedes Tarasovic Clark.
1: I think that would be very flattering on. They yeah, the I think you're lot. right,
0: and a nice neckline. It's mm-hmm. like a,
1: and a good depth for a V neck. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this it was, is it was a nice, a nice issue with lots of good colors. I think like the part of what I really liked about this issue was just the color, the color choices, Mm -hmm. yeah. Because it had been really not my style for a while, and now I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. purples and teals, Mm -hmm. browns and gold. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's like, it's like, I don't know, (laughs) something we would like. That's true. Yeah.
0: No, a lot of nice there. It's a Ke- Carol Feller pattern. Clear creek. Very wide stitch there. neckline on that.
1: Yeah, you kind of have to be careful about a wide
0: Yes, neckline. for a couple of reasons. One, flash dance. Right. Two, just general undergarment wearing. Yes. A lot of pullovers, it seems. I like this, too. Only a couple of cardigans. I do. This is the Plowman cardigan by Alex Capshaw Taylor that has kind of a exaggerated chevrons. Yeah, that are that size up, right? They start out small and get bigger, and they use a variegated. So it's a plain yarn for the bottom as the main color, and then the chevrons are done in a, a variegated yarn, um, which I think would probably be a, like you could use some sort of leftovers. Right. It's nice. nice. Knit and Lambs Pride. Huh. That's going old old school, Totally old school. So uh, the last drawing that we had for Uli, Erin B. One, uh, was one of the winners, which made me look at her cue, which made me <laughs> add some stuff to my cue, but okay. there are a few things that um, I thought were really cute. One, um, Kristen Kapoor has a couple of cowls, the Rivington cowl, which is a two-colored cowl that is, um, what is this kind of patterning called? um it's like a colorwork mosaic like, like a drop m- mosaic kind of i can't really tell what that is maybe it's just so it's a, slip stitch stitch, a slip stitch pattern yeah. and then it has a, a knitted on lace border um i really liked this it's knit in fingering weight yarn you could get it out of like almost like a leftover ball of yarn and a and a full ball of yarn the color she chose to have that natural color in there, I think it's really pretty. Mm -hmm. Um, And then another pattern of hers, the pattern that I did uh, that is what I gifted to um, Erin, is the Lispinard cowl. Mm. Which is actually knit like a scarf, but then you button. But again, it's textured, lace, and cabling all together. Um, So it has all the elements that I would really love. Pretty that pretty. Yeah. And I also always think of Leonard Lips- Lispinard because a friend of my brother's has uh, had told me the story of Leonard Lisbonard and Lispenard, And I guess kind of his biggest claim to fame is he's the Washington slept here guy. So he like watched, he entertained <laughs> General Washington at some point. And so my brother's friend has this whole idea to make a one man show about the life of Leonard Lips- Lispinard <laughs> and about how his only claim to fame was that Washington slept at his house and that possibly Washington slept with his wife. That was his premise for the play he was gonna to put together. <laughs> so I can never see Lispinard and not think of this story that that is completely fabricated on the <laughs> part of red. So um um I re- yeah, that I could see myself making that. Um and I also like this little honey sweater, kids sweater. Um Aww. is that sweet? Just stripes mm. and it's got pockets. Aww. And it's it's pictured on a girl, but it's totally something you can knit for either gender um, and it is uh, fingering weight yarn two colors it's I think when I looked at it you can get the main color for the size and like either size that I would knit the main color you know, I wonder how much yarn you really need it'd be like 400 yards of the main color and less than 300 of the other so I think if you ha- if I had a generous gain of Sock yarn, I oh, yeah, totally do that. It's really cute. I was thinking about
1: my... Is your sock yarn generally variegated or solid? I've gone more to solids. Mm-hmm. So
0: like what I've purchased in the last few years, like a plucky knitter, I have like a pretty solid yellow, a pretty solid um, gray, um, and this bright purple from that, I just keep not knowing what to make out of it. The um, the, forbidden... the solstice yeah solstice, yard oh, solstice. Okay. when we went to sock summit yeah or no I think it was another time when I went to Portland. Um, Adrian did ask for a purple hat and mitten set. It is this purple is electric though, but he'd probably be into it. He could rock it. He's yeah, pretty <laughs> secure in his. Color choices. <laughs> um, so I wanted just to do a, a brief check-in on Uli, uh-huh. which is um, still going strong. We are in Uli 10. Wow. I have made 18 things out of my stash, deepish stash. Nice. Nothing is, I think, I think I've made one thing, the dress I made for Matilda was like the newest yarn I got at the end of and. But everything else is is older than that um so we've gone through um through 10 well, we're in the 10th cycle and i wanted to thank um the sponsors for the last two ulis who were um penchant, penchant for yarn karen and goldie girl deborah who offered to um do patterns from the wish list of winners and uh, so thank you very much for offering to do that, especially since I felt like I was falling dreadfully behind. We do have a um, a sponsor for Uli 10. It is Counting Sheep Studios. And um, I'm trying to bring her patterns up. Um, there she is. It's Elizabeth Helm Helmick, I believe. And she has some really sweet patterns. And let's see if I can get to her store. I don't want to talk about the patterns that aren't in her store. Let's see um she does have I saw this um uh what do you call it a water oh it's not a water is it a water bottle It looks like a bag. Oh, it's a purse. I assumed by the shape that it was for
1: a hot water hot bottle. water
0: bottles. That's okay, so interesting. Here we go. There we go. So here are the things in her store. Um, that you will have a choice. So we have, we'll have three winners, and you can choose. She has a real variety. She has everything from sweaters to hats to skirts, to boleros, to shawls. I say shawls, cowls. So um, I like, I really like um, some of her sweater designs. Um, there's uh, this twisted ivy, which has um, cabling detail at the end of the sleeves and um, in the small of the back. Um, is there a picture of the front of this? Oh, it's actually this is a pullover, and then a and then that same detail. Actually, again, I'm getting fooled. These like f- lacy y designs. This is actually a leaf lace. Our favorite. Yay! Yay! <laughs> um, and um, there was uh, some great cardigans that um lace weight cardigan in here where is this this grisale that is uh slightly cropped with lace on the edge and up the front that would be a great uh, that without closures it would be great over a dress a dress or skirt and a shirt um there's a very um sweet tank top called khaleesi another (laughs) of thrones reference um i like the konami um take yeah, as well, that's pretty, and um there's another sweater in here, oh, the quora sweater, which is i i want to say somebody I knew was making this. It is a slightly longer pullover it looks like lace weight, yes, lace weight um sweater with a lace pattern down the back, um and short sleeves, another nice little um over. With no closures, it would be a nice, lightweight over-sweater. Um, so that you'll have a lot to choose from in her pattern store, and we'll pull three winners at the end of this Uli. I do not know when that ends. Probably fairly so- soon, in October, and we will then be launching into Uli 11. Wow. I know. It's been a successful year. I did also want to talk a little bit about the end-of-the-year drawing, which I have a complex idea of how the drawing will work. I won't get into that right now. But what I'm going to do is collect uh, 13 prizes that are going to include a pattern, yarn, and a project bag that I'm going to make. This is not unselfish on my part. It's a way to de-stash my fabric stash. I'm thinking about making Japanese knot bags. Nice. Because I I've, may have a pattern for that. And maybe I, now that I've done some production-style knitting, I could maybe crank make. Out. Yeah, make one and then sort of repeat that uh, process. Um, so you'll get a project bag. And we have so, gotten so many books lately, of which we will talk about them in the future. But I think you, we will probably including a book um, in each prize. Or several books. Or several books in each prize pack. So uh, winners, there will be 13 packages, yarn of some amount, um, a pattern, a bag, and... Probably a book. And we have at least um, one sponsor for the um, Angela of Florida Fiber has offered um, some yarn, and I'm in conversation um, with um, someone else about yarn from some other collections. So I'm excited about this, and because it's the end of the year, I feel like you guys have been stashing down all year. It's not going to be enough yarn to uh, negate the progress you've made. Right. So... um, Okay, so we will um, hopefully be back in less than two and a half months.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) We will do our best to record maybe in the next few weeks to get um, an episode out um, in the next, you know, a month from now probably is what we're looking at. So thanks for hanging in there and thanks for listening. Bye. Hey, listeners. I just wanted to pop in and say that since we recorded on Sunday, we have received a new prize donation for the end of the year Uli giveaways. Um, And it is a kit for the Juniper Lemon Shawl by Jayla Spiro. Thank you, Jayla. Um, There's more to come and more details about how the the end-of-the-year drawings will work as soon as I work everything up. Okay, thanks for listening. Talk to you soon.
2: Hello. I want to say hello, hello. Hello, hello.